All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we have a couple rock stars on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but these two people actually are rock stars. They're two of the the heaviest hitters in the the industry. Uh, their organization is probably not probably is the the peak um, association in Australia. They're the go to with anything in the fitness industry. Uh, they do amazing thing for their members, also their their non members as well. So. Um, I'm no prouder to have these two people on. Uh, you're probably aware of who the company is. It's Fitness Education Online, and those two people are me and Travis. Travis, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Always, uh, always a nice little G up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I wish. The organization is Os Active, formerly known as Fitness Australia. We're going to get into that today, specifically about uh, their accreditation process. The two people we have on are Barry Elvish and Billy Cox. I'll get them to introduce themselves one by one. Uh, Barry, we might start with your let us know a little bit about you. What's your role there? Let's just start with your. What's your role at Active and what do you do? Well, thanks, John, and thanks for the intro, mate. And it's nice to be referred to as a rock star. Um, I think probably I'm an old rock star, but then when I look at uh, the show that Paul McCartney put on at Glastonbury over the weekend, playing for two and a half hours, um, <laughs> and a few other players, um, I've got a few years to go before I get to his age of eighty. But nevertheless. Um, I am Barry Orbish. I'm, I'm very lucky and very fortunate to be the CEO of AusActive, which, as you quite correctly indicated, used to be known as Fitness Australia in the bad old days, but now we're in a whole new world of fantastic exercise and physical activity um, world we live in, an environment. It's fantastic. Awesome. And what's your, what's your, as CEO, what are the major things you take care of there, Barry? Uh, not much, really. Um, <laughs> CEOs just basically take the title and take the pay. Um, but uh, no, look, I oversee a wonderful team based here in Sydney and based in, in Melbourne as well. We have staff in Queensland and I'm basically, I report to the board and it's my role really just to oversee and make things easier for my team and my staff to do their jobs really. Awesome. All right. And we've also got Billy Cox. Billy, what's your role there at Active? So I am General Manager of Business Development. Awesome. And what does that involve? So I sort of like to get involved in a lot of different parts of the business, but really working a lot um, really closely with our, our partnerships. So all our industry suppliers, um, also our, our, our big partners like um, Techno Gym and Iron Edge as well, um, but really working closely um, with the strategy, looking at our relationships with health funds, also working across our awards program as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, today we're speaking about accreditation. Uh, I might just hand it over to or, Trav. Do you have any specific questions well, before yeah, we get into it? I was just going to say accreditation is, is like a whole new thing. Like this is going beyond just doing your CECs. Um, so it's just going beyond registering, which is, I suppose, the first key point is, um, yeah, this is a level up from just having your registration, just having your CECs. And, and so it's really important that 
uh, we dive into this and understand what it is uh, because I think it's ideally going to hope open up sort of a whole new world for us as, as fitness professionals. Yeah, good point. Let, let's start super basic, Barry, because that's a good point, Trav. I think colloquially, colloquially amongst personal trainers, we may say things like, yeah, I'm accredited with, with Fitness Australia. Technically, you're not. You're registered with Fitness Australia, right? Big. I know. I know. In uh, you may be listening to this being like, "Oh, is there a difference?" Well, now there's a big difference. So maybe let's start there, Barry. What's what's the difference between being registered with OsActive and being accredited? Yeah. Look, thanks, John. So if you're registered with OsActive, you are on our register of professional exercise trainers or Pilates or yoga, whatever it may be. So it's, I guess it's a bit like a directory in a way. Um, there is no requirement in Australia for personal trainers who we're talking to primarily now, to be registered with any industry body, uh, to be registered full stop. Uh, unlike other professions, you think about lawyers, teachers, doctors, etc., they all have to be registered with their governing body. And as Travis just said, uh, this is actually raising the level or raising standards. Now, about 18 months ago, we surveyed our sector to ascertain the interest in introducing possibly a regulation in our sector. Those of you who know anything about the allied health sector will know that they are all regulated and they do have to be members of associations. So the feedback that came back from our members and the sector generally was, yes, we believe there is a need for something like regulation, but who should do it, how it should be done, et cetera, is a bit unclear. Now, regulation, when you think about it, and most people think regulation, they think, they think big stick. They think paperwork. They think red tape. They think some, some more hoops to jump through. So we thought, okay, we're agile like our trainers. Let's spin this on its head. Rather than go through regulation and enforce it, let's introduce a voluntary accreditation instead, which end, which end up taking our personal trainers to the same place, but it'll be through accreditation. It's voluntary. Our personal trainers don't have to do this if they don't wish to. It's not only voluntary, it's also free for our personal trainers. So we, are, we trialled this um, over a period of about 24 months and we introduced it more widely at the start of this year in line with our conversations with the private health funds. And Billy can talk about why we did that and how that works um, in, in her little bit as well. But the important thing about accreditation is this is about putting a line in the sand and saying that these personal trainers are prepared to take their skills, their expertise, their reputation to a higher level. And that means that they're going to be giving their peers, their potential clients, their potential employers, greater credibility and greater, I guess, a demonstration of professionalism. So we see accreditation as lifting the tide, basically, and we hope that all the boats come with us. Those boats that are anchored, of course, to the seabed, when the tide rises, they tend to sink. So we're hoping that all boats come with us, which is why we've made it free. This is not a money-making exercise for us active. This is a professional status-raising exercise by us. Yeah, one thing you spoke about there is is like other other industries, and, and I've come from teaching as well. And it's funny, John and I have been doing a little bit of digging around in some other industries at the moment on what they need to do for their, their professional development. And funnily enough, what we discovered is that the the system that we go through as PTs is actually quite, if you are registering with a body, it's actually pretty intense compared to some of these other bodies. Like a lot of these other bodies are just like, hey, you have your logbook, we expect you to do it, off you go, you know? And and it's 
it's much more open, I suppose, with their registration um, um, requirements. But I do like with AusActive, it's, oh, hey, we've got this set list of different providers. We know they're at a certain quality. All right, off you go. So that that's first thing I'll, I'll touch on with the registration. And then going a step further, I love the fact that it's then if you want to go that extra step, that extra mile, you can get this accreditation. And, and I suppose you're... You know, is the goal that all PTs are going to be striving for this accreditation? Is the goal that, you know, maybe after five years experience or what's the sort of goal with the accreditation for the industry, I suppose? Well, from my perspective, uh, Travis, the goal would be ideally that we have 95% of all of our registered exercise professionals accredited because as we've talked about in the past with you guys and, and just generally and now with new governments and so on and coming out of COVID, one of the things, the messages that's come out really loud and clear is that our sector, exercise, physical activity and fitness, our sector has a huge role to play in this country in preventative health. Now, the federal government and state governments throw billions of dollars at rehab health. So if you think about diabetes, heart, stroke, uh, mental illness and so on, the government throws literally billions of dollars. When I say throws, they commit billions of dollars to those services in helping people that have got one of those uh, ailments. We believe, and what's come out of the COVID through our discussions with various health departments, is they have finally realised the role that we can play in preventative health. Mm. We need to move our sector across to the Department of Health, away from the Department of Sport and Rec, where we sit, Sport and Recreation, where we sit with every state and federal government. Now, if we're going to do that to help us do it, we have to be prepared to be held accountable and we have to be prepared to say, okay, we are going to aspire to higher standards. We're not going to go down the allied health to be regulated. No, that's not what we're interested in. But to be taken seriously by government, by stakeholders, by private health funds, we need to be able to say we are going to hold ourselves to a higher standard. The active members are prepared to do that and they're prepared to have their reputation and credibility, I guess, assessed on that. So it's critically important to lift the standard and to shift us across to the health environment. Now, the benefit of shifting to the health environment is incredible because if we get into that preventative health sector, the environment in Australia, so get dealing with people before they need rehab and after they've had rehab, if we can fill that void which currently exists in this country, the future for our sector is guaranteed and it will grow exponentially as the community comes to appreciate the role that we play and our professionals play in helping the community not only get fitter physically, but maintain a mental and physical well-being. Motivated me. I'm going to, I'm going to go and get accredited right now. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I love the message there of um, the preventative health and, and us fitting in that. Like, you know, I do I do some episodes of the podcast with my brother who's a GP and we often talk about how, you know, GPs see people at sort of this end stage quite often of their illness or their, you know, their situation. They're after medication, they're after this, they're after that. But we, we've got this opportunity as fitness professionals to, to, to be that first, like that first entry point to all of these things. Maybe not all of them, but, but a huge portion of those ailments that you mentioned can all be um, controlled, managed, whatever the right word may be, via 
good, strong exercise, uh, like health and activity program in conjunction with obviously um, healthy eating, right? So I, I really love that message. And the other, I guess the other message that comes from that, Travis, is that we know from the data research we did late last year and now there's been an international report released last week um, that uh, was commissioned by an alliance of which I was active as a member of um, run by Deloitte, which shows quite clearly the benefit of exercise. We know that. I mean, we, we, we do this on a day-to-day basis. We're talking about converted here. But we need to make sure that government policymakers and funders understand that by spending a dollar in preventative health, they actually save up to $6 every dollar they spend. Now, with a country which has got a huge debt and we're heading into even more uncertain economic times, any government that doesn't seriously consider supporting a public health campaign, encouraging people to get off their backsides, to get out and do some exercise. It doesn't have to be going to the gym. It can be going walking. It can be rock climbing. It can be kayaking. It doesn't matter. Anything that gets them active is going to have a huge social economic dividend to the whole country. We've got to get this new government under Albanese to actually acknowledge what's going on here and work with agencies like Active, Heart Foundation, all those key players that want to be involved to get people out exercising, physical activity, whatever, again. I think we have to move away from the word fitness because fitness has a connotation of elite sport and stuff like that. Fitness comes from exercise and physical activity, of course, but we have to start small steps first, then we see where it goes. And to say to the norms on the couch, for those old enough to remember Norm from Life Minute of 40-odd years ago, You've got to get off the couch, put your remote down, put your beer down, go out for a walk, go for a job, take your dog, walk to work, walk to the public transport. It doesn't matter because the benefits to you individually, to your family, the community are immeasurable. Yeah, my take on that, I think you hit it on the head, Barry, when you said you're probably speaking to the converted here, right? Most personal trainers would agree with everything you said. I think the difference is most personal trainers are probably thinking, I wish the government would consider us more like health. You know, I wish the government would this. Well, I think the advantage of accreditation is you, know, you as a personal trainer, you won't just be sitting there saying, oh, I wish the government would do this. Hey, here's something you can do. You can go and get accredited. And then if the other trainer gets accredited and then the other trainer gets accredited, it's in a more powerful position. Uh, Barry, I'd love to dive deeper into the actual accreditation process. So now we kind of know, okay, this is what um, this, this is why the accreditation process is in there. Here's the advantages of it. What does it actually look like? Let's say I'm a personal trainer. What's the first thing I need to do to get accredited? I might let Billy answer this one because she's been sitting very <laughs> quietly there. Yeah, I'm happy to jump in and talk about the process. So um, it, it is a three-month process to go through accreditation. You can take longer depending on your, your time restraints, but minimum three months. So um, the first part's just self-reflection, so having a look at um, where you are now in your career and where you want to be over the next few years. But then there's seven modules that you work through, and these are something that that um, I think really make a difference to the professionals out there. So one's a mentoring module. So they go through and actually learn how they can then mentor others in the industry. Then you look at mental health. We know that um, anyone that has close clients, sometimes you become that accidental counsellor a little bit where, you know, people share things with you. So it goes through a little bit of like how to deal in those situations as well. It looks at exercise safety. So there's a couple of modules on safety, um, also risk. Um, and there's a little bit about nutrition in there as well. 
So you'll work through those seven modules in your own time. But then the really important part is you need to actually find a mentor within the industry and have three sessions with that mentor so they can help give feedback on your soft skills, on the programs you're doing. And sometimes it's really nice to have, um, you know, someone that you respect in the industry come to you and also then either, you know, really congratulate you on the work that you're doing or perhaps highlight something or an area that you can improve or learn something from that mentor. So it's a really, um, those who have been through the program so far, really enjoy it. And we also find that the mentors out there that um, sort of help those people through the programs also come back to us saying it was a really rewarding process for them as well. Gotcha. Let me just get my head around that a little bit more. So you're saying um, the first part is self-reflection. Yes. Yeah. So um, as you start, you sort of write down um, where you see yourself um, in your career now, where you'd like to be. So it's just a little bit of a self-reflection just to kickstart the program. Gotcha. Then you said there were seven modules. Is that like seven modules? Is that the, I think you mentioned at the start, there were three major components. Three major components. Yes. So the self-reflection, the mentoring, and then the seven modules that you work through. Gotcha. Okay. And then the mentoring was three sessions with a mentor. That's right. Um, preferably face-to-face, but if you are in um, regional or remote areas, we can definitely assist in finding um, an online mentor um, just to try and make that work. But it is great to have those face-to-face sessions with your mentor. Gotcha. And then once you've done those things, is it is it assessed? Is it just kind of like you, you tick the boxes? How does that kind of thing work? Or yes, do you do so it step team, by step, I guess? You do You, you do, do it step by step. So our team's with you the whole way through it. So once you do that self-reflection, one of our team will reach out and, and talk you through that and approve that. We can assist finding mentors or we've got a criteria on how you can go and find mentors. They could be an allied health professional, a level three trainer. So we have directories um, that can help you find your mentor yourself or we can assist you with that. Gotcha. And then let's, and does everyone, I guess, does everyone pass for lack of a better word, as long as you can do those things or is there, can you, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Do do you know the answer? Oh, there we go. You do. So you, um, at, at this point in time, you do have to be either a level two or three um, as active um, professional to start it. So um, from a, a level two is you've been in the career, your career at least two years. Um, so that's sort of the first criteria to go in. But look, as long as you actually complete the ILEARN sessions and do the little quizzes at the end to say that you completed and got through those ILEARN, as long as your mentor actually signs off saying, yes, well, you did do those three sessions and our team looks at that self-reflection and, and thinks that there's enough detail in it, it is a, an easy process to, um, to, to pass and move through um, if you actually yeah, do what's asked of you. Gotcha. And then let's say you do, you uh, finish the accreditation process, you complete it. What does it look like there? Do you get a certificate? Do you get something on your AusActive dashboard? Do you get a t-shirt? What what does that kind of look like? <laughs> yeah, so we actually, you get your digital credentials. So you get your certificate um, showing that you're an accredited AusActive exercise professional. You'll also get your digital badge. So those digital badges can sit in your signature. They can be used on um, any promotional materials, your social media sites, Um lots of different ways that you can push out that credential and it's all you know through a proper system so blockchain you can tell that um it's impossible to forge so anyone seeing that on there will know that you're an actual accredited professional um and then also there's a lot of other um benefits which we'll go into later around um initiatives we're working with health funds and um, local councils as well awesome i'm keen to get into those benefits just before we do i've got one question then we'll see uh, if travis has any 
is this a yearly th- like let's say i get i'm a personal trainer billy level two i get accredited do i do it every year do i do it once do i do it every three years how does that kind of work so at the stage because just being sort of launched and rolled out it will we're looking at two years where you might additional courses that you look at so we're still working through what that would there will be um something that will have to be redone or reordered two years in but what that looks like um because we're only in the infancy of rolling it out um we're still sort of figuring out a few little things around that awesome hey your, your signal's cutting out a bit there billy but that's all right barry can answer the the private health questions that, needs to be, I, I think. <laughs> that was that was two years though you, you were looking at was was the answer there right Correct. yeah two years yeah oh, the one question I had, um, actually, which I think most of the listeners will probably have as well, I'm guessing, is that the only barrier I see in that is the mentor. Um, like, some people may find it difficult to find a mentor. You know, like, that's the only sort of barrier I can see for a lot of people going, oh, it's too hard. How do I get a mentor? What's that sort of process? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. We do have a directory. So um, I mentioned can be a level three um, OZ active registered exercise professional. So we've we've got around ten thousand of them. So we can help you on our directory find someone close. So use someone, um, an allied health professional. So you might know physiotherapist or a chiropractor, GP that can also help you through um, that session. So there's a whole different range. There's quite an extensive list on our website that shows you different ways you can go about finding mentors. But of course, our customer service team is always there to assist you and um, set you up with someone either locally or or we feel that would be a good fit for the person as well. So we, we help you with that process. I actually like the fact that it can be hard. Because I feel it kind of, I think there's some advantages that as well, right? If everything was just super easy, then like anyone would do it, you know? And I feel like if it is, even though, if it's, and it's different for everyone, right? I live in the middle of Sydney. You know, every, every second person here is a personal trainer, right? It'll be easy to find a mentor. I understand it's not like that if you're in a rural area, but I feel like if you can get a bit creative and it's like, all right, cool, maybe there's not, you know, another personal trainer around here, but, you know, there's a physio or there's um, a Cairo or, or whatever the, uh, I haven't seen the guidelines, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but, you know, the, the list there, you know, or I might, maybe there's an online option if it's applicable you know or maybe i'm going to travel here i feel there's there's some benefit to that it kind of proves to yourself that you really want it and it kind of weeds out a little bit the people that that don't really want it that much as well so i think i think there can be an advantage in, in being a bit hard you know i i do i agree with that as well john like mm-hmm. and i think i think the fact that uh you're also including allied health in there i think that's a really nice little little addition because it's like it's that little way that maybe a trainer can get their foot in the door with hey the physio hey the gp i'm the trainer i'm getting this accreditation i'm going to have these benefits um you know so like you know you can refer people to me as well because you know here i am with this excellent accreditation 
Um, so I, I like that as well. Um, but, but I just, the only reason I, I mentioned is I, I could just see that being a, Oh, I gotta um, get a mentor. I'm not gonna yeah, do it. Yeah, I, I could just see that being a sticking point for trainers. So Travis, just to give I mean, you've just given a real life example that I can absolutely echo. One of the trainers at the gym I go to at Kensington has he was one of the first to go through the trial, the accreditation. He's accredited now. He contacted us because he was finding difficulty in getting a mentor. We put him in contact with a local physio who became his mentor, and he's now actually getting clients referred to him by that physio hmm. so it i mean there's a there's an absolute commercial gain as well potentially in that sort of situation uh, there as well with the accreditation at the moment it's what i would call a generic accreditation but we are looking at the possibility of having more specialized accreditation so we're in discussions at the moment with ndis now working with ndis clients of course means you're working with people that are vulnerable uh, have special needs and so on. So we might have a module in an accreditation program which then accredits you to work with vulnerable people. Similarly with young people, and when I'm saying young people, I mean people, perhaps people under the age of 12, young kids, they will also require some specific uh, accreditation modules. Similarly, working outdoors. Uh, if you're gonna be working outdoors in a public space, you need to be able to make sure that the space you've chosen for your activity on that particular day is safe, um, you know, it's been scanned for undesirable things that might be on the on the ground, etc. So we're thinking you might also have some specialised accreditation modules down the down the path as well. So a Travis or a Jono can be accredited in three or four different areas, which again opens up opportunities for you to create. But also, I guess, shows how the breadth of your skills and expertise, and again, it just helps us get into that health environment. Awesome. Billy, you were mentioning there's also some other benefits as well, private health funds and, and maybe some others. Yeah, absolutely. So we've always had um, a, a relationship with the, the the big health funds, but it's been really um, significant change at the moment with one of the larger um, health fund providers. Um, we're actually rolling out that for a 12-month period, um, they will come under any personal trainer with a cert for or above. Um, can use our um, membership numbers as their provider number as long as within the next 12 months, so until the end of the year, they go through the accreditation. And then as of the end of the year, that um, one of the larger health fund providers will only give rebates and provider numbers to those Aus active professionals that are accredited. Mm. Oh. So, so in layman's terms, what does that mean for what does that mean for a trainer though? Like so I, I've got my member number, I'm going I'm I'm committed to the process, but what does that actually mean in, you know, in realistic terms? Yeah, so look, I mean, for, for the individual trainer, um, it means that um, if they're wanting to continue to be able to do rebates for their clients for pre-existing conditions, um, that they really need to go through the accreditation in the next 12 months. But it's a great way as well to be able to promote that you're accredited, that you're working with health funds, that if you know that your, um, your clients or, or new clients have got pre-existing health conditions, might be arthritis, might be mental reasons, that they can actually then get rebates from the leading health um, providers or private health funds. But put that into some dollars, uh, Travis, uh, which I think may be what you're referring to. Most um, private health funds have uh, extras categories, depending on your level of um, premium you're paying. 
So if I look at the one I go to, I get dental, I get physiotherapy, I get personal trainers if I wish to, and I, I can spend $200 on a personal trainer or on a gym membership, et cetera, provided that I've got a referral from a health professional out. It's not too hard to go to a doctor and say, I want to go to the gym, can you please give me a referral mm. or a physio or a chiro or whatever. That, so that happens. So the, the fund that um, Billy is talking about, it's really important to note that they actually said to us, we want your personal trainers accredited. We, so they're, they're basically saying this is the standard that we want so we have confidence and security in referring our members to your members. And the other beauty of this is that when it comes time for the review of the private health fund legislation and what they can rebate on, we can go with the health funds to the government and say, here is the benefit of you being able to um, let health funds provide rebates on a, on a greater scale than just $200 to, the, to their clients because it provides a healthier um, a, you know, community. For health funds themselves, they know, and as we all know, that younger people are reluctant to join because they don't actually get a lot out of it. So they want to be able to provide benefits to younger people. One out of two people that exercise go to a gym, so it's not rocket science to work out if they can provide that benefit to a younger person. But older people as well who make most claims, if they can go to a gym, they make less claims. So it's actually a win-win-win for everybody. So, And it just helps with that shift again. I know it's not like a broken record, but it helps with that shift again from sport and rec to health. When we get to health, the whole ball game has changed. I'll even jump in there two ways I see that um, from the personal trainer side of things. There may be a personal trainer that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Billy, but at the moment they may be able to, um, uh, they may be registered with that fund and their clients may be able to get uh, refunds at the moment. But as of next year, that will only keep occurring if they've got accreditation. That might be one type of people. But then also on the flip side, there may be a personal trainer that wasn't aware of that. Like if you're listening as a personal trainer, your clients uh, may be eligible to get a rebate from their private health, depending on obviously certain conditions. Um, that can be a win for you. If you now go and get accredited, okay, great. You know, with this health fund, you know, that can be a way for your clients to get $200 back off personal training, boot camp, gym fees, whatever it may be. Is that what that looks like, Billy? Yeah, absolutely. As we know, we um, you all personal trainers out there will be pre-screening and re-screening clients. So if they know there is a pre-existing health condition or during their, you know, you might have been working with that client for six months and then you know they've had a back injury or or they now have a condition, just asking that simple question of like, are you with a private health fund? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and finding out which one, we've got a list on our website of the ones that um, we're, we're working with. And just say, did you know if you have this particular type of cover, you could actually be making a claim on that? So just having that sort of one sentence, and and you, it could be a process in that pre-screening, just asking the question, are you with a health fund? And did you know for these conditions that, yeah, you could, if you've got extras cover um, of a certain level, you could actually get that rebate. I think um, clients would really appreciate that. And it's definitely um, a great way to give them something back. There's a good link on the OSActive website. I had a look just before this. Who, was that you that did that, Billy? 
your page there, the one that's our got team, like yeah, our, our, our team, our marketing team, and um, have created some some really helpful information on the website. Um, there's different health funds that we're working with, and that continues to grow. There's five at the moment. Within the next month or so, that should double. But it's simply frequently asked questions about that health fund and the form that they need to fill out. So it's a one-stop shop just to send your, um, well, to go and get familiar with yourself, but also just to send your clients to that web page to find out what they might be eligible for. The other interesting thing with the five that we're working with at the moment, we've negotiated that the provider number is your membership number. So that's a really important fact. So you don't have to have five different provider numbers for different health funds. And it shows you really clearly on our website. If you just simply add that into your invoice, so add your Active membership number and a couple of other things like your ABN and your address. Um, if you have that as a standard on your invoice for your clients, that is what will be accepted by those five health funds. So it's a really simple, straightforward process. I'll put this link in the show notes because I had no idea, right? I've got private health, but I hardly ever use it. I go to the dentist once every six months and they say, do you want to get this claim? And, and I get a discount. So this was all foreign to me. I went on that page and within about 10 minutes, I knew the, the exact system. I'll, I'll even give it a, a quick breakdown. Correct me if I'm wrong along here, Billy. But it's it's and it's different depending on obviously every health fund is different and also it depends on the level of cover that um that the individual or the client has right. But genuinely speaking, if that client has a pre-existing condition, you know arthritis, probably obesity as well, I'm guessing, um you know diabetes, heart conditions, osteoporosis, whatever it may be, they essentially have a, a specific. What's the name of that form, Billy? It's got a specific name. Health management form, is it? The health management forms, yes, every health fund um, that offers the rebates will have a version of that and we've got them all on the website. Yeah, and then the, the client would fill that out. They pay the personal trainer. The personal trainer sends them over the, the invoice, obviously, with the details Billy was mentioning. They claim it, get it back or, or a percentage of it back. So it's pretty easy that way there. Um, in terms of requirements for the personal trainer, Billy, from what I could see, once again, depends on the health fund, depends on the cover, you pretty much need to have a certificate for that's like a you know a given there um with the ones you've got up on your website and i'm not sure if you can answer this do you also need to be registered with os active for those ones or was it just one of the ones that you were mentioning earlier so it's different. So there's a couple there that absolutely have to be registered with Oz Active. Gotcha. Um, it's the only way that they provide numbers, numbers. Um, but they are all a little bit different. As I said, there's another five out there that we're working with in conversations to try and streamline that process. But um, uh, at, at least half the ones on there, and it says in all the, the um, frequently asked questions for each one, which ones you absolutely have to be a member and which ones um, have got a slightly different system. But there is actually legislation around that. So um, there's a, a Private Health Fund Legislation Act, and it clearly states that um, if you're non-allied health professional offering rebates, that you have to be registered with the peak body for that industry, which is us. So there is a legislation around that. So you will see that sort of um, that legislation being sort of rolled out um, across all health funds. Mm. And, and I was just going to add on there, Jono, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, from my understanding, we, we chatted briefly, um, whether it was a couple of weeks ago, about this. The, the five main health funds you've got now are, are ticking off like 85% of the clients, yeah. like 85% of all right. health, all um, like private health insurance. So you... There's a good chance if you're if you're if you've got a client who has private health insurance, they're going to be falling within these five um, key providers. 
Absolutely. So the, the two big biggest um, health funds in Australia take up about 55% of, of the market um, and then the others sort of um, roll down from there. So, yeah, you're exactly right with that. And I think as, as a trainer, like that could be some untapped potential as well. Like for everyone listening, I'll put the link in the show notes, go check it out uh, in many different ways. Like it may just be like someone that's training with you anyway. And it's like, okay, great. You know, hey, did you know you can get X amount back on, on your health fund? But it could also be used in both the sales process and like the retention process as well. You know, like I'm not sure about about $200. I think Barry said the, the fee was there. Like if you're running a boot camp and it's, you know, $40 a week or whatever, and let's say somebody want or is going to cancel, you know, hey, Travis, I'd love to keep going. I'm just tight on funds. It may be a matter of, oh, hey, did you know that you, you know you're with this health fund here? Did you know you can actually get two hundred bucks back? Hey, you know, use that. There's your four or five weeks of training, and then see what happens down there. Uh, or even same kind of thing on the sales process. If it's a matter of, oh, I want to train, you know, I want to sign up here, but you know, it's a little bit out of my budget. If that person is with one of the private health funds, you know, that could be enough to get that person started there. So I think it's a good. Um, yeah, a good option for, for trainers. Absolutely. Um, and by making sure it's on those pre-screening questionnaires, so the second you, you start working with a new client or when you re-screen um, your, your current clients, it should add, add, make if it's not already, you should really add it onto your pre-screening questionnaire. Are you with a health fund and do yeah. you have extras cover? And then it leads straight in when you're going through that pre-screening, it, it opens up the conversation. I've noticed you're with this fund. Did you know this fund? Um, offers this, if you've got that cover, you should really go and have a look what cover you've got because you may be eligible to this. And this, you'd already have that triggered by knowing as well if they did have some reason why they are coming to you, um, if there is a pre-existing condition there. So it was a really, um, really great place to put it in, that pre-screening process. Agree. John, can I ask you a quick question? Because you've done this as an EP, you know, like I remember when we used to work at the gym together, like you'd get the clients through... um, on an EP side of things and, and yep. that would go through health insurance and what did, what was it like for you to do that? Was it, you know, all you do is basically provide them an invoice and you had a provider uh-huh. number? What was, <laughs> that was, the I'm, be- that was I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're going to say it was actually really easy. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, be- easiest money of my life, to be honest. <laughs> that was, um, so when I was an exercise physiologist, um, and there were, there were set rates at that time as well, it was basically if you're an exercise physiologist, um, the rate that that um, return to work will pay was something like, and this is about 10 years ago as well, was something like $120 per session. And the session was 30 minutes. And it was pretty much that simple. Are you an accredited exercise physiologist? Yes. What's your ESSA number? This here. Um, I would send, and you'd get, you know, eight sessions minimum with the, with the patient. So you do the eight sessions, you know, you'd send over an invoice for a thousand bucks for about five hours of work as a 25 year old or whatever I was. Um, and yeah, the, the insurance would pay it. Like it's, I mean, I don't know if that's the direction OS Active is going for, but it's, yeah, it was a super smooth process as an EP. But there was no, there was no real friction on your end. You just basically had to give them the invoice and that was it. Invoice, SN number, that's it. And I assume uh, going back to you guys, that's essentially going to be the process for for PTs um, as well. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? 
And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yeah, PTs and businesses as well. So um, on our website, um, we tell you exactly what information to put into your invoice template. And that's really all you have to do as an um, as a, a PT or a business. If that's their standard, then, um, you know, just making your client aware that they should look into this. But it's then up to them. They then get their um, allied health professional to fill out the form. They get your invoice. They upload them. Most of them have apps. Upload them. And, and that's as simple as that. So it's really um, the, the two big tips I would give um, um, any uh, personal trainer or business out there is to add it to your invoice, um, the directions that we've got on our website and add it to your pre-screening. And if you do those two things, that's all you really need to do for your clients to be able to get those benefits. Awesome. Trav, any more questions from your end? No, I think we're, we've ticked off most of the most of the things. Awesome. Let's do a bit of a, a closer. Barry. What do you want to finish this off? Or oh, actually, you? sorry. Yes, I did have – you've just reminded me. I did have one question because I, I said I was going to ask you this question and I forgot about it. <laughs> what, does, what does this look like in the future, do you think? You know, like so this is – like you said, this is the infancy of it. You know, you mentioned earlier that there may be accreditation in some more specific areas. But what do you see – yeah, you know, again, you may or may not be able to answer this question or, you know, like maybe you answer it with your vision of, you know, like – um, you know, of perfect world. In five years' time, as a PT, how is this going to revolutionise, change, help the industry? So in five years' time, Travis, I would see if I was a PT, I would be recognised and accepted and I'd be promoting myself as a key player in Australia's preventative health my professional standing, my credibility, my status will be significantly enhanced by what we're trying to do here. Uh, and my future in the, in the um, profession, I'd have confidence that I can actually stay in this profession, make a good living out of it, make a good contribution to the nation's health and wellbeing. We've got 500 or so current um, uh, EP, sorry, professional tra personal trainers going through the accreditation process. I expect that will ramp up pretty quickly as a result of this sort of podcast and as the message gets out. But I would be, um, personally, if I could leave in whenever I leave this organisation, knowing that I've made some small contribution to giving you and your colleagues and your counterparts a guaranteed, recognised career path and playing an incredibly important role in, the, in this country's health, job well done. Good answer. <laughs> Billy, do you have anything to add on for that or? No, just as I mentioned, my, my two key, uh, key tips are update your invoices with that information and it's the same information for all the health funds on the website and um, add it to your pre-screening. They're, they're two of my easiest tips to get started. We don't want to make this a lot of admin. By doing those two things, that's all you need to do. Can I just have one other thing also, Travis and Jono? When you are accredited, when you when you've been through the process, wear it with pride. So put it on put it on your polo top, put it on your shoulder, put it on your CV. So when I go, when I go into a 
a gem and I see the PT's CVs on the reception counter accredited by Active. Put it on there because this is something you need to be proud of, just the same as an accountant does, a lawyer does, a doctor does, a teacher does. You know, Actually, one thing I was going to just, just because you mentioned it there, uh, we've, we've only spoken realistically about the individual. Um, do we do we dare just go like what's because there's also a business one as well? Do we, is there can we get a, a little a five minute synopsis of what the business one might be as opposed to the individual? Okay, so the business accreditation process has been in place for some time. That actually does cost because it's run by a third party, an external party, and that that's very much like an ISO nine thousand quality um, program you go through. And those accredited businesses, and this is another point I should add actually, those accredited businesses get pretty significant discounts in their insurance um, premiums, as do accredited personal trainers. Okay, so there will Ooh, be there we go. That'll be a that'll be a hot seller. Yeah, so there'll be an insurance benefit to accredited personal trainers as there is to accredited businesses. But because accreditation for a business, I think it's about two and a half, three thousand dollars, it's not an insignificant amount of money. We've introduced, a, I guess, a halfway house, a path to sort of start that process called business certification. It's like a business accreditation light. It doesn't, it can start and stop there or you can use it as a stepping stone to accreditation. But the business certification, as with our personal accreditation, is free of charge. And again, it is about raising standards, giving those businesses that are prepared to put themselves out there and be held accountable and be assessed and be audited credit for that and they can then advertise that they are a certified business by Ausactive employing Ausactive accredited personal trainers. Ausactive accredited, AAA. AAA rating, we all know what that means in the wider economy. Awesome. Anything to add on that, Trav? No, I think that's, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just important to know that if you are listening to this and you're a business owner, there's there's sort of another stream there for you as well. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up. Barry, anything you wanted to close with? And if not, is there anything um, anything coming up with OS Active or yourself that a trainer should keep their eyes out for online or um, in person? Uh, well, next month, Jono, I'll be going down to regional Victoria, meeting with members and non-members down there um, under a Victorian government-funded program to help our businesses and personal trainers look after their well-being, physical and mental, and also their clients' physical and mental well-being because we know, particularly in Victoria, COVID has been pretty devastating. So we'll be going down talking about how to look after your mental and physical well-being. Uh, I would encourage anyone that wants to come and have a chat with me. We're going to Shepparton, Ballarat, Wodonga, Geelong uh, in the third week of July, starting on Monday the 18th. I'd love people to come along. Again, it's free. We're offering a free CPR course for those that need to upgrade or upskill or renew whatever as well as part of that. So look on our website for any, uh, when the details are finalised, but I'd love the opportunity to meet face-to-face and hear the good, bad, and ugly about us active. Tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like so that we can respond. We are a members association. We try to take, we try to reflect our members' desires and wishes, and we try to advance our members' um, objectives and priorities as well awesome billy anything you want to close us off with or um are you popping up around the place face to face or or if not um people want to follow us active on social media what's the best place 
Yeah, look, definitely follow us on social media. All our new initiatives are always promoted there, but we will be. So very exciting that our um, Oz Active Awards, for the first time, 10 of the categories were actually going to have state winners. So again, Barry will be taking the road. Um, and in the midweeks, um, the mid-August for two weeks, we'll be going to uh, seven locations around the country, so every state, and actually having um, networking nights and celebrating the finalists and state winners. So we will be out and about um, mid-August. So, yeah, follow our social pages to learn more about that and, and definitely come along and, and say like, you have to be involved in those events about getting together. Awesome. All right. Trev, anything you want to finish with? No, that's it. I love it. It's, um, like I think it's, it's a good step forward for the industry. Like, like Barry and, and Billy both mentioned, I think it's getting us into um, maybe not quite in with allied health, but at least adjacent to allied health um, is a really important part, you know, and I think, like Barry mentioned, we're probably preaching to the converted here. You know, we all know how important it is what we do. And, um, you know, it's, I, I suppose it's about making sure everyone else knows how what it is that we do and how important it is as well. So I think that's, um, that's a good message. And I think accreditation is a good way forward for the industry to try and, like you said, the rising tide lifts all the ships, so I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing for, for the industry, um, and, and we've spoken previously about on other episodes about health um, health insurance providers that they don't dive into things unless they know there's going to be like something in return, you know. And the fact that the health insurance providers are diving into this sort of stuff, um, yeah, shows shows it's a, a, a good return for everyone's health and well being. Awesome. All right, let's wrap it there. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.